two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai Chinuch, We are back as we do every Monday between 2 to 3. Chai Chinuch. We, we discuss everything that's important, everything that's happening to make the world better, to make ourselves better, to make the community to, for the next generation, for this generation, for everything. I mean, if we just look at influencing the world, what can be better? However, this is the perfect, perfect day to be talking about influencing the world. Well, um, I'm sure many of you have heard that last night and today is actually the celebration of the ninth year birthday for High FM. Amazing event took place last night seeing um, how Kathy got together everybody around the Jewish and non-Jewish uh, uh, world. I mean, it's amazing to see so many people from so many different variety of backgrounds and countries and and just get together and enjoy the fact that there's a voice for the Jewish uh, nation in South Africa and actually in many more uh, places around the world, which has been a tremendous influence in many areas. Amazing. So uh, anything you want to comment regarding the birthday, uh, even just saying Mazel Tov or whatever it is in any topic in education, which very shortly I'm going to give the question of this week's, Please send it in. You could always send us a WhatsApp at 061-895-1019. 061-895-1019. That's the WhatsApp for comments. You could always call in the studio, 010-140-3020. Send us an SMS at 34519, but that's only locally here in South Africa. So anyway, you want to be in touch. And please be in touch giving me your opinion about a very... Big question I have, and I and I really avoided bringing this up. I think the show has been running for about a year, and I had never asked this on the show before, but it has been bothering me for way more than a year. This is the time of year when kids are looking uh, at the past year of school and looking at the next year of school, and one of the big issues that uh, we talk about and it's happening here in South Africa in the community is changing schools. At third grade, fourth grade, twelfth grade, whatever it is, whichever grade, apparently not twelfth grade, but you know what I mean. Kids are uh, changing a lot in between schools. And I'm not going to talk about changing schools. Is it happening too much or not? That's not my topic for today. The question is a bit different. Part of the journey of the uh, transferring from school to school is trying out the new school. And that's what I want to talk about. Trying out the new school, it feels to me very strongly that we are kind of losing out on something, which means if we've decided that our child should change schools for whatever reason it was, and it doesn't really matter what the reason was, in my vision, we should have a talk about it, uh, get it into place, and then let the child go into the new school on the first day, all excited, we got the books together, we got the uniform, it's all fresh, all these hopes, just focusing on positive, instead of what we're doing is we're sending him at the end of the previous year to check it out for a day or two, which obviously, uh, when you're checking out something, you're looking at all the negatives as well, number one, and number two, you are so... um, uh, getting some kind of sense but it's not for sure that you're changing and then when you start the fresh new year it's not so fresh anymore my opinion is i think that you we're kind of losing out on that 
However, I'd love to hear what you think about it. Is it worth it? Because I know there are many benefits of trying it out. Maybe it is the place. Maybe it's not the place. The question is, how does that affect our responsibility of decisions? Please send in your thoughts. 34519 is that SMS line. Or 061-895-1019. That's the WhatsApp line. 061-895-1019. 34519 is the SMS line only locally here in South Africa. Or call it in. 010-140-3020. Do we lose more or gain more by trying out schools before we move on into them? That's today's question. Later on in the show, we have lots and lots and lots of things coming up. Uh, discussion from actually one of the main guests on the show today is going to be uh, Rabbi Levron. Rabbi Levron is uh, visiting here right now in South Africa. He's a development director in one of the largest networks of education in Israel called Shuvu. For those of you who have heard, we're going to hear a bit more about it. Uh, what's special? What's unique about what they do? What can we learn with them? Because this is what we do. We sit here in the show and share information and share ideas uh, and see what they have with them what they have to show and to offer and to influence the world. So we're going to go straight to the first interview, and then later on we'll see how much time we have uh, speaking to other people, etc. Rabbi Levron, good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us. Good afternoon. So you're visiting here in South Africa, and I'm sure you've got around a bit. Have you seen the school systems here in South Africa? I cannot say I saw all of them, but for sure I did experience a few schools here. And I must say it's very unique to come here and to see the combination that you got here of uh, all kinds of schools. I would say like this, in Israel we have mainly from schools and non-religious schools, basically, black or white. Okay. And here in South Africa you, 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 you have on the scale so many levels of religiousness in the schools. You, you have uh, excellent secular education here, I must say, excellent Torah ed education, and each one can pick his own school that, that he wants. In Israel, it's not so common to have a, a, a large scale. Usually you have a... Uh, so before we go into your network of schools, because which I want to hear about a lot, what are you taking from here back to your schools? What did you see that influenced you? I would say the Yachad Shifta Israel that you have here. The everybody Yachad, together. Everybody to, together in the same schools. You have so many kinds, so many colors, so many tastes, so many smells. It's wonderful to, to see it here and should really do it tomorrow. <laughs> so many smells would scare me a bit. Okay, <laughs> so we're talking about Shuvu today, which you're the development director. Tell me about Shuvu. Just let's hear the first, the beginning of information. How many schools are under your network? Uh, in what cities? Tell, tell me about Shuvu. Wow, for that we will need uh, more than one hour <laughs> to say all, all the cities that we have. But basically, I would say like this. Uh, Shuvu started in 1990 by the late Gdolador in United States, Rav Avram Yaakov Livrocha, that was concerned about the Russian population coming by the hundreds of thousands to Israel with no Jewish identity, no Jewish so knowledge. So I take it we're talking about religious schools. Uh, it's a combination of religious teachers with secular kids. Something okay, very unique. It is getting interesting. Okay. And uh, it started with two caravans. 
and uh, we were so innocent then we didn't even know that we need to have a license to open a school so we got into trouble with that but that's already a different story <laughs> and uh, we had Rav Pam's Tal- Talmidim that came to Art Israel and they um, founded the first school and then the second school now we have already 74 different institutions all around the country from Akko in the north to Beersheva in the south so one second, let let me get this right. From 1990, when you started, you are now. We're looking at 27 years later. You're standing with um, uh, 27, maybe almost 28. You're looking at 74 schools. 74 schools, 19 kindergarten, 17 elementary schools, 14 junior uh, high schools for girls, 15 boys junior high schools, and uh, four girls high schools. Uh, for boys' high schools, and one even Kolel, if I can mention it. It's like almost three a year. Yeah, it's amazing. It's something That's really amazing, and the growth is very... Uh, uh, it's more than we can handle, I would say. So what do you do there that brings everybody? What would we do there? We love the kids, first of all. We really love the kids, and the kids love us back again. Okay. We have Even at the high schools and the Kolel? You love, love everybody. The, I see somebody that just joined us here in the studio and, and is nodding very strongly. I do want to go to her and hear from her directly. You, um, good afternoon. Uh, Simon Hunk? Simon, Simon Hope. Hope. Simon Hope. Sorry. Simon Hope. Uh, those of you who don't know, Simon, you're a teacher here in South Africa I, at Maharsha? Yes, correct. I think, okay. So you're an educator. Indeed. And when you see Rabbi Levron talking about the Shuvu and about loving the kids, you kind of lit up. Uh, absolutely. What do you the know one, about the one thing that we saw, which was very evident when we were visiting all the schools, was how very invested the teachers are in the kids, but more importantly, how happy the kids are at school, which is, I can tell you, I teach at lessons, and most high school kids, school's quite uh, challenging, and the kids there seem to be incredibly happy at school, love their teachers, be very committed to their schooling. Because it's a very nurturing education. It's a kind of education that is unusual. Particularly, I think around the world it's unusual because they have very committed, Haredi, warm, amazing, inspiring teachers. And they have very top, high-quality secular education with remarkable bagrut results, which, which is, is like a rare combination. Here. Rare combination. So when you say we saw the schools, I could not even... I went uh, to I visit w- on a mission. I went on a mission with my husband... Two years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. And uh, we went to visit several of their schools, the model schools, and they were incredibly inspiring. Did that change you as a teacher? Um, the truth is I'm an inspired teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I saw kids have, having a passion for education that's not it's not most kids kind of tolerate um, the education. They kind of feel like they dragged through it. Very few are profoundly inspired by it. It okay, knocked so me out that the they secret? were. The love. The love. The love. Completely. The, the love is, is remarkable there because the teachers see it as a holy task. I mean all teaching is a right, holy task. I have task. to say because I, I'm very in touch with many teachers here in South Africa and, and the passion that I see by the teachers, the love, the caring is very remarkable. Here as well. It's probably one of the nicer things we have here in the community is the teachers really care, really want the, the kids to, to manage and succeed. So um, I guess there is a lot to it. And, and I guess that's probably is the, the, the real path to do. 
Is it not overwhelming too much? How do you go in 27 years from zero to 27 schools, to 74 schools? 74 schools, yeah. Can the I need is overwhelming. The, the need, is- the public schools in Israel have 40-something kids in a classroom. Okay. They have a short day of school. They finish at 1 o'clock Like usually. the schools here, 40-something kids in a school. Yeah, so, but yeah. we have in like 20. Nah, in a school, I said, not in a class. Ah, okay. in a squad. In yeah. a class. Yeah. <laughs> so we have in a classroom around 20 kids. It's like half this, this size. It's very attractive for the parents to send their kids to our schools. We have a longer day in school. We add like two hours than the regular schools. And we have excellent secular education, much better than the secular schools. That's very uh, attractive. But that way we need them. To, to hear for a comp- competition, but I'm sure that uh, the attraction of getting so many kids means that it is a very high-level school. We do have to take a short break for ads, and we will be right back to hear more about this. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9, we are back in the amazing discussion regarding Shuvu in Israel, what they have to add to um, education, to the world, to society, and looking into an amazing growth of the schools that went from uh, zero in 1990 to 74 institutions in 2017. Uh, it's amazing. And when I asked before uh, Rabbi Levron, who's here, Levon, who's here on a mission, he's uh, a development director staying here right now in South Africa for a bit, uh, he told me it's the love, it's the passion. While we were going that, I had a teacher here from Arsha, Simon Hope, who said, it's something you can't imagine unless you see it. So first of all, if there's anything you want to ask them or uh, join in our conversation, please call us in 010-140-3020. Feel free to send, um, feel free to send a WhatsApp, WhatsApp message. What's happening? I think it's the nine, nine birthday from last night got me all confused today. Uh, too much. No, I'm not going to say too much alcohol. 061-895-1019. That was the WhatsApp line. 061-895-1019. For those of you that were with us in the last few minutes, notice that I did something unusual and I stopped Rabbi uh, Levon in the middle of a sentence for ads. Why? I'll tell you exactly why. While we were talking, I felt this tremendous passion, which oh, you could even hardly explain what they feel, uh, what the people that have seen the schools has um, uh, actually want to express about it. Therefore, we took a break, and during the break, we tried to, and we actually succeeded to get through on the line to the director, the person who actually made dear shu, uh, Shuvu into what it is, who took Shuvu from uh, um, zero to 74 institutions, who, to, who made Shuvu uh, such a powerful, strong, um, massive institu- institutions, and we got him here online with us. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us. Rabbi Guterman, do you hear us? No, maybe we don't have that luck. We're going to try again to get through to him. Um, something's wrong with the line, I guess, or with us. Maybe we have to take a few more seconds to get through. So we'll, let's continue in and, and see a bit more about um, the reality of the schools. You've mentioned that the majority of the staff are uh, religious, okay, yes. and the majority of the students aren't. I would say 100% aren't. Okay, we reach 100. to those that are the most secular in Israel. It's our mission to go to those that uh, 
don't have a chance to hear about their Jewish identity and to give them a chance to get the combination of excellent secular education with their Jewish identity also. So it's not um, turning them into religious kids or a religious school. We're looking at a school that has uh, an, um, taking secular schools, a regular um, mainstream, and just making sure the kids come up with a very strong Jewish identity. Yes. Okay. And, and it's exposing people who, like the Russian Olim and now the French Olim, but to uh, an Israeli culture and to a Haredi worldview. So maybe one day the South African Olim. Yeah, we actually have uh, uh, opened our gates recently to everybody. We have many Israelis, many English speaking also in our schools. And everybody is invited. Everybody is invited to get a exam of uh, the example of what the good education of Shuvu is to taste it a bit. Right. Now, it's very interesting because the, the school started in a very strong mission of, of for the Russian Olim, right? We're looking at yes. the, uh, with a very clear identity when the iron um, mm-hmm. uh, wall oh. fell. And now it's kind of knowing a bit about Israel. I know that the Russians are very um, involved in the country. There's no Russian areas, Russian schools, Russian. They're, they're just part yes. of society already. So what happened to the schools? So the schools uh, still have, I would say, like 50% uh, people, uh, 50% students that speak Russian at, ho- at home. Many of them are, are it's, it's beautiful to see. They are second generation. Their parents studied in Shuvu and they send their own kids into Shuvu schools now. And the rest are clearly thrilled, like you say. Uh, we, you, 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 you have many Israelis, like I, like I mentioned, French, a few hundreds, if not thousands of French kids. And uh, English speaking as well. Anybody that uh, uh, we do have this special point that we know how to deal with olim, with immigrants. We have that uh, experience for 27 years. So naturally, any new family in the country hears about Shuvu that has uh, such a good experience of helping the kids to mix up. Uh, in with the Israeli population, and that's a very good point that we uh, that we share with the people here. That if you make Aliyah, don't forget that Shuvu is the number one station for you. <laughs> so one second. So do you have uh, uh, some kind of uh, way of? finding the Olim before they come to Israel? Like somebody, because I many times speak with parents that uh, phone in and, and are, are try to ask the very strong question. You know, we want to make Aliyah. We want to do well, What's going to be about our education? How do they find you before they make Aliyah, not after? It's so very can, scary to go on. It's a very good question dark. you're asking. So I can tell you, we did it with the French kids. We had a few French rabbis and principals of schools from France that flew into Israel and they tour and they had a tour in our in our, in our schools and they prepared. They they studied our system and they prepared. The, they went back into France and they prepared the families there. Don't worry. When you make Aliyah, you have Shuvu schools for you already opened and ready. And we actually also made some changes in our system also to make it more suitable for the French families. Each culture has a different uh, culture. You know, it's not the same for the Russians and for the French and for the Israelis. And we the have Israelis a, are easy. They're flexible. Don't worry about. <laughs> that but yeah, so but what do parents do if parents want to uh, uh, hear about it and they don't want to hear secondhand from their rabbi or from their uh, um, advice they, they want to come need, see they need to come on a mission 
Exactly. She's saying. But is Juva prepared for that? Yeah. We have missions coming all the time from all around the world, and we really want to have a South African mission coming in the next few months. We are really working on it very hard. And uh, I'm using this uh, microphone if you let me to invite anybody that wants to come and experience. Uh, Maybe I will leave my email or something afterwards. You can email me, ilavon at shuvu.org.il. We'll get all the information later on in the show as anybody wants to be in contact with you directly. So when what are the uh, connections between the different schools? Like you said, 74 institutions. Is it like each school on its own under one network or is there... Uh, common missions, uh, uh, group thinking, learning from each other. How does it work? Yeah, I would say like the second option that you offered, we have a, a meetings all the time. All of the principals get to, together for a whole day. And they, and they uh, I don't know exactly how to say it in English, but in Hebrew it's called Yom Iyun. Maybe you can help me with the translation. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's like a, it's a conference. seminar. It's a conference. It's yeah. a, but more than anything, I have to say, and that's, uh, that's coming from a person, because I've been many years in the Israeli education system, not so much in South Africa. And it's one of the things I miss the most is the brainstorming of all principals that get together. And I've, and and I've been together. They it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I almost every principal that I was in strong competition with, I actually had a, a a visit in his school, and he came to my school to see. And even though we were in competition, we worked together. We had this amazing working, and maybe that's something we could learn and bring here into South Africa. That just the networking and the getting together and connecting. So you say that all the schools has have something in common with them. Yeah, we basically run all of the schools. I mean, of course, every school has its own principle, but we go around the schools all the time, keep in touch. We we keep our eye on it, you know, to see. We have educational supervisors that they take care of all of the educational needs of the schools. We provide our own educational program into the schools because we want to be number one in Israel. It's not easy. We have so many schools there and so many kids. We know you're a a development director and and looking over all the schools. What I want to do is I want to try to take another uh, uh, short break, and then maybe we could try to get one of the principals online. Let's see if that will work. We're going to try to be spontaneous in that and see if we can get a principal happening here, uh, coming here. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Simon, hope you are uh, running back to teach. I guess you just gave us these few minutes of of, uh, of being with us. Any word about Shuva that you want to say? It's a remarkable institution. It is truly a remarkable institution. And I I anticipate that those of us who plan Alavar to make Aliyah, that's the route most of us would want to take because it doesn't compromise either secularly or religiously. You would have top quality secular and top quality uh, uh, religious chinuch. It's it's a remarkably nurturing environment. A great address for Olim. I guess beautiful. Thank you, Simon, for being with us. That's been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Before we move on and take the break that I spoke about to get a a principal from uh, one of the schools on the show, we actually were able to connect back with the director, with the person who took the school from zero to 74. I guess it's unbelievable. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with with us, Rabbi Guterman. Are you on with us? I think we are having trouble a bit with the Skype. Uh, we're going to have to do something about this to get more luck. Okay, I guess we're going to have to wait a bit more with patience and see how can we actually create and how can we get to the system and what can we influence ourselves and learn for our system here in South Africa. 
You've mentioned before that um, part of the uh, Shuvah's mission is getting the rabbis from overseas to come to see, to uh, to be a part. We're going to take a short break, and right afterwards, I'm going to ask one of the rabbis, one of the um, young leading rabbis here in South Africa, Rabbi Safar, uh, Rabbi Adam Safar, to join us and hear from a rabbinical point of view how we can prepare Shuvu to be a house for Olim, a house for people that want to move but still need to stay on um, the people that understand them and be a part of the culture. 101.9, a short break, and we'll be right back. Two hours every weekday, covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays, and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. 101.9 We are back. For those of us who have just joined, we are in a discussion with the uh, development director of Shuvu. Rabbi Levon. Rabbi Levon is here on a journey here in South Africa, and we've asked him to come share with us a bit about the amazing system that was able to create in from 1990 till now, 74 institutions, very successful, very powerful. And one of the things that we spoke about is that actually they prepare the Israeli school society or the Olim to Israel or the Israel to the Olim, I'm not quite sure who, but I guess they adopt each other and and are able to bring the Olim into very uh, into a much better, easier um, uh, journey, I guess, to Israel. And he's mentioned that they had a journey of rabbis that they brought from France to see how they can adapt toward, towards the community. And I've asked Rabbi Adam Safra to come here in the studio and share with us. Rabbi Safra, as many of you know, uh, one of the Rabbis, the young community leaders, and he himself has been on one of these tours. And I want to hear from him, Rabbi Safra. First of all, good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us. Hi, hi. It's a pleasure. Thank you. So, uh, as a rabbi that has a community that looks up to you, when you go to Israel and you look at the schools, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the primarily what the school is innovating, because we know that Israel is very segregated. And each section of society has its specific schools, its whole system, its schools, its schools. Very systematic. Very systematic and very segregated. And what I was looking for primarily in Shuvu, how they've been so successful uh, across the country and throughout different age groups. And they cater for many different parts of society. They create, as you mentioned, for, for Olim. They made a whole program for people coming from France a few years ago for Russians, and for Israelis. And I for looked Israelis. for how do, they, how, how do they do that? That was one of the things I was, I was looking at, how they managed to go across, across the society. And what do you see? How do they do that? What they offer is a, a very solid basic education. A, particularly, they, they focus very much on the, on the results, that the, that the children should be well-educated academically. They invest very much into that. And that way, parents from every, from every society want a, a good education for their children. And on top of that, they have layers and layers of, of Torah education, of integrating into Israeli society. They have extra, extra murals and extra activities. And I suppose the main thing that makes it work is that they really care about the kids. They're not I keep of, on hearing that again and again. No, no, love, it's, it's, it's passion, something to, something caring, to see. They, are, they, aren't, you know, they aren't working for the government. They aren't working for the education department. It's it's sort of a private school, but within within un, under government uh, supervision, 
something like that. Yeah, if I can break in, yeah. I can say even that the Ministry of Education picked a few schools from our system as a model school for the Ministry of Education to study how we are doing such a great job and to, and to learn how to do the same job with the public schools in Israel. So not only we are... So you're uh, actually influencing the system. Exactly. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Which, which is amazing. I, I'll tell you something I didn't say in the be- from the beginning of the interview, but I have to be um, fair about it. I think it was the first high school that Chuvu opened. Um, I'm, I think it was in Givat Shaul in Jerusalem. Was that before the first my one? time? I'm a young guy. I know it was before your time. I'm also a young guy, but it wasn't before my time. And the first high school, the first day, the first time, I was there. I was actually there um, uh, watching it happen. Wow, um, and 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 I have to say, if you want to know about the caring, about the growing, it was amazing to see. All the teachers were there early before time on the first day, but not only that, I watched um, the teachers come into action in areas that have nothing to do with them. An example: uh, the cleaning was not great. I have to say, on the first day. And I watched one of the teachers take a, 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 some water, take a, 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 a broom or whatever it is, and start cleaning. And the other one went and got some drinks for the kids. Really, it felt like a massive mission of everybody involved to actually make this high school happen, which uh, I was there because I was also from the bit of the spectacle, skeptical group. I wasn't sure that, that such a thing could really happen, but it happened and it grew and it became one of the uh, uh, bigger high schools in that focus area. And I'm talking about 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old kids that left their homes, left their families and went to dorm and came and made an amazing uh, adapt. I think, thank God, we have, towards the end of the hour, we were able to get onto our mission to get finally to speak to the director and to the person who made all of this happen. And maybe this is what made him happen, that we never give up. We never tried, give up, we exactly. We tried, we tried, and we never get up. And I'm going to say this hopefully for the last time on this show. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us, Rabbi Guterman. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thank God. Oh, shalom aleichem. Shalom aleichem, Rabbi Guterman. Rabbi Guterman, I have to say, we've been talking about you for about 45 minutes, and everybody's inspired and uh, amazed how one person could take a, a system from uh, nothing in 27 years, turn it into a network of 74 schools, as we heard, is a model also for the general system. How does it happen? How did this all start? Not how uh, how did this all start is one thing, but what's let's even let's hear because our time is very short. What is the passion behind Shufu? What makes Shufu so special and the way a, a, able to achieve so much? Okay, I'm very uh, difficult to hear, but I, I'll tell you that uh, uh, what I'm from your question, um, Shufu, is really uh, the dream and the vision of uh, the founder of Shufu, which was uh, Rabbi Pam from. Uh, America, who was uh, the head of the uh, Yeshiva Torah Adat in, in New York, he had the, the dream and he had the vision that something had to be done for for the Russian Jews coming to Israel. Uh, I think the French spoke about that, and he really had the idea and pushed uh, Shuvu to get started. I, I was uh, at that time 
living in Israel with my family, and I was working for another foundation, and was told that this, this new uh, idea, uh, concept of making school for Russian Jews, and uh, it sounded very exciting, so uh, I agreed uh, to take it upon myself the job. At the time, there was a desk and a phone, and uh, go make schools for the Russian Jews, and uh, so we started a long, long process of, of, of learning, and understanding what the needs were, we, we tried in the beginning to put the, the Russian children into existing uh, schools, religious schools in Israel, and we saw that it's a very difficult uh, combination. They have different uh, needs, the, the needs in them. We described the Jewish identity from the beginning, and uh, they can't uh, jump. On the other hand, they want very high level of sickness studies, so we quickly realized that in order to serve them the best, we need to create a, a school system for them, uh, which is good for them. And, and the beautiful thing is that we, what we created for the Russian Jews turned out to be not just for the Russian Jews down the road. So let's take a jump. I'm going to have to stop you on this. Let's take a jump from mm-hmm. 1990 to 2017. What is today? What is Shuvu today? Okay, so Shuvu today, exactly, that's, uh, that's the point I wanted to get to. Shuvu today is not anymore a school system for Russian immigrant children. It's, it's, a, it's what we have in South Africa, we have it in many places in America, in England, a Jewish day school, which, which in Israel, unfortunately, there um, are many times, uh, you probably know, for all the Olim uh, also from South Africa who come to Israel, many times in Israel, unfortunately, you put into a box, all you are like this, all you are like that. So it was very hard to find vision for your children and education that combines and doesn't demand anything upfront from not from the parents, not from the child, but on the other hand, it gives uh, a authentic, Jewish, basic education and a very high level of sexual education. Sure, today is Jewish day school in Israel. It's something fantastic that that hasn't been before, and something that, in the in the opinion of Diane Willis and Abraham. You probably know he's, he's uh, connected to South Africa, but he's, he's our new Nazi of Shuvu after Rapan. In his eyes, this is something that can change the whole of Israel, the future of this country, if uh, there's 1.1 million secular children who don't, unfortunately, get basic Jewish education, but many of them, according to a survey, a survey that we did, would like a basic Jewish education, but they're not finding the right combination in Shuvu, they can find that combination, and that's one reason why Ephraim is uh, in the end of the world, and, and, and uh, we're very grateful to him, we're very grateful to the Hope family, who was very close friends of Shuvu, since Shuvu life in, in Israel. And so, by the way, if I can say in the program, next week we're having another mission like we had with the Hopes uh, uh, some years ago, and we welcome anybody from South Africa or anybody who's in Israel next week, to join that mission, which, which is three days of experiencing what Shuvu is, what Shuvu stands for, where Shuvu could go if we had the means to expand uh, in many, many more towns than the towns that we're already in. Okay, before we end, uh, that's, uh, we are going to give out the details afterwards for anybody who wants to be part of this journey and hear more and see what uh, Shuvu has to offer for them. What is the part of integration of the Olim into the community, which means how much effort do you put in taking somebody who's clueless about the language, culture, um, even about the uh, bus transportation system? I don't know, everything. It's so different coming from a different country to Israel. How how strong is your part in that? 
I'm not sure again that I hear you clearly. But if the question is, uh, if it's uh, uh, from what countries uh, children come to us, so by today, it's, uh, as I said, it's Russian. That wasn't the question, but it's uh, it's fine if you answer that one instead. It's <laughs> okay, so we have uh, English, American, French, a lot of French who are now coming to Israel. And they're also looking for that combination which they used to from France. And I believe also South Africa has this combination that they want a school that uh, is excellent in both Jewish and secular studies and uh, gives the parents opportunity to to advance in their, in their Jewishness along with the children, but at the pace that they are looking for. Uh, and not be forced upon uh, anything more than uh, what they want. Well, that sounds very special and amazing. Thank you so much, Rabbi Guterman, for being with us. It's unfortunately we have a very poor line and connection, but a very rich system in school. So I guess it was worth it. Thank you so much, and okay. please, God, just continue okay, your thank great you work. Okay, Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Rabbi Gutterman who actually made this whole thing happen. As every great show and every great hour, this great hour has come to an end. Before we get about any information, I want to hear just to wrap up, Rabbi Safar, what do you say to end off? What do you recommend uh, the connection between the South African community uh, school system education that could be ideal for us to learn and see from Shuvu? What they... What they've integrated in Shuvu is that the, I believe the sincerity and the, the passion that we have in, in what we call Chinuch, Torah Chinuch, that we see it as a, as a mitzvah from, from a Kodesh Baruch to continue the education of Klal Israel. They've taken that. All the teachers are religious. And the children are on any level. And they don't force any religion on them. But the teachers come with the, the passion of real Chinuch and use that to educate the children, whatever whatever subject they're teaching. If it's maths or English or, or anything, or Torah, the passion, the love, they the come with the love. That you, these are Yidden, these are Jewish children, and they need to succeed in the world. And they need to succeed need in, in maths or in Torah we have. or in English. That's that's the energy, and I think that's a large part of what, what drives this amazing organization. I just want to put in as well, whatever... Um, details you're going to give out. Whoever okay. wants to know anything about it can call me as well. I'll vouch for the... I'm the third time rabbi. you've been here on the <laughs> show, and I've never heard that before. I, I, so. I, I'm, I'm the official rabbi of, uh, of Shu yes. in South Africa. I'm happy to answer anyone's questions, to st- stand behind anything that Rabbi Levon says. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. So we'll give out the information that anybody wants to be in contact with the rabbi directly. You have 30 seconds to end off your sentence, Rabbi Levon. Okay, uh, so for me, Shuvu is not a place... It's not a working place. It's a place that I, that gives me a reason to wake up in the morning and to go to sleep at night if I ever get some sleep. When I don't get phone calls, you know, sometimes they can call me at 12 o'clock at night and 1 o'clock, and it's very, very good. Because Educators we don't are sleep doing, at night. Exactly, because we need to care and to worry about the next gener- 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 generation. And I can just end with Rav Pam's words that he always would say that our job is to bring Chinuch Kodesh, Lezer Kodesh, Be'eretz Kodesh holy education to the holy children in the, of the holy land. That's our uh, future and that's uh, what we want to continue doing until uh, God uh, will bring us Mashiach. Oh, Amen. Beautiful, amazing and inspiring. How can anybody be in touch with you? So, uh, as you see, I am in South Africa now and I'm going to be back in Israel and I'm going to be in America. So, the best is to, to get me through the email elavon it's very easy, E-Lavon, L-A-V-O-N, at shuvu.org.il.
www.lavon.shuvu.org.il Thank you so much, Rabbi Lavon, for being with us. Thank you. And thank you, all the listeners who have been a part of the show. It's been a beautiful, long journey to hear about a different system on a special day of inspiring, of growing of the ninth birthday. Of mazal tov, mazal tov. Mazal tov, mazal Maybe oh, 74 stations in, uh, in 20 yes. years. That will be great. Perfect. 101.9 Chai FM, Chai by G. We have, this show has gotten and we'll be back, please God, next week on Monday. Thank you so much for being with us.